Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. The past year we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. Our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for the good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters and we know you will feel the difference. Have you been in quarantine? Are you ready to enter the wild again? There's a chance no one has seen your coconuts in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with hairy coconuts. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? Nope. Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of the ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for a post-quarantine life. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 Essential Kit. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with Manscaped Crop Preserver Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing deodorant, which ensures your afternoon stroll through the jungle doesn't result in sticky coconuts. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner and made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts to give your coconuts a special boost. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower 3.0 delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean. The light is at the end of the tunnel, fellas. Treat yourself for making it through the quarantine and welcome back to the jungle with a perfect package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code SLOPDROP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com when you use Slop Drop. S-L-O-P-D-R-O-P. Your first post-quarantine date will thank you. Here comes the Slop Drop. I can answer that. That's a Slop Drop. What is that move? That's a Slop Drop. Welcome back to the Slop Drop. This is Nathan Rogers at WooPigSumo on Twitter. And my tag partners for this episode is the Loose Cannon, David McBee, and the manager of champions, Stephen E. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sumo? Loose it's Cannon? Snowing. It's snowing. God, can you believe that? Wake up today and, and look outside and, you know, not only is it snowing, but it's sticking. And, God, these, these snowflakes look to be half inch or bigger, you know? It's, like, huge. And... But, you know, I mean, here we are in, in, in freaking you know, April. Yeah, who knows, man? It's just crazy weather right now. But, you know, speaking of crazy weather, we've had a crazy last few weeks in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, you know, just people all over the place, all sorts of things happening. This is going to be a, a big time episode, except we are missing someone. I think we got to throw a shout out. There's someone missing. 
Shout out to Bad Luck Chapman. Bad Luck has struck again. I, I thought I thought times. I thought that uh I thought it was a good thing that we we maybe trim a little bit of the fat off of this show. <laughs> you know? Shots fired. <laughs> Big B, is that a uh, St. Louis Battlehawk shirt you're rocking? Yeah, that is the old uh, uh I got turned that way. Which side's it on? All right, my there XFL. Yeah, I got my XFL right here. So I'm rocking my uh my new Stone Cold IPA yeah. T-shirt that was a birthday present. So yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I don't know if we ever needed to get information out of Chapman. You know, we could we could do one of two things. We could try some like Chinese water torture, or we could just make him drink a uh, El Segundo IPA. He hated it. <laughs> really hated it. I, hated I liked it. Absolutely it. hated it. Yeah. I actually liked it. So hey, kudos to uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He gave us a little shout out on Twitter. And gave us a cheers, so maybe this will get us another one. But I actually liked it. Uh, had a kind of a grapefruity mm-hmm. aftertaste, yeah, which yeah. Uh, I, definitely, I definitely some citrus in there. Oh well, um, man, you, you did have one problem though. The problem is, is you got the beer at a pro wrestling show, so everyone was trying to take your beer. You had, you had ice you man. You had all these guys, you know, you, you start off with hey, six. I think you left with one or two. So. I, I had eight to start off with, of course, and, and I and I ended up taking two home. You know, no, no. I think I gave that whole four pack away, to be honest with you. I think I gave that whole four pack away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's good to know Stephen E., especially at the end of a show, you know. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to smuggle a couple out myself, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you guys were like me, you guys were probably being hit from all four corners of the uh, of the arena. You know, hey, hey, what do you got there? What do you got there? What do yep. you got there? Let me get that. Let me get that. Hey, you speaking know? of that show, uh, get well wishes to the natural born villain Tim Rockwell suffered yeah, a heart attack yeah. this past Saturday night after an event. Uh, according to WFC Facebook page, he's home and resting now. But uh, get well soon to Tim. Yeah, yeah, man. I heard I heard something about. Uh, like a 90% blockage or something like that, man, that's, uh, that's unfortunate, you know, but, uh, if you're out there listening to him, take care, get well. And, uh, and we'll see you soon, brother. That, that, that really threw me for a loop because, uh, you know, when you, when you think of people having heart attacks, you know, you have the stereotype that you, you think of, and he doesn't fit the stereotype at all. You know, he's in good shape. He's, you know, a young man, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, 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 man. Get well, get well soon, brother. Well, the villain, he's done so much, giving back to so many people. You know, those WFC shows, they're always fundraising for someone or to help. And, you know, it's wrestling for a cause. And, uh, man, I just hope he gets well. And we were just talking to him two weeks ago. We're like, man, we got to get you to come on the show. He's like, I'd love to do it. And, uh, you know, let's let him get better. And we need to have him join us, man. But great guy. And yeah, get well soon, buddy. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, we called the, the main event. We did commentary. And, him versus the Space Cowboy, Jason Jones. That was the first time I got to to meet him in person and, and call one of his matches. And it was a blast, and it was a pleasure meeting him. And, again, we, we hope he does well. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, lots of crazy stuff the past couple of weeks. Uh, WWE has released, like, ten people. Samoa Joe, Man. Bo Dallas, Mickey James, the Iconics, uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Mojo Raleigh and Wesley Blake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a couple, there's a couple of names on there that, you know, that, that, that were kind of expected if they were going to start, you know, trimming the fat, uh, they were going to, you know, you know, you could almost start at Mojo Raleigh, but gosh, man, I mean, you want to talk about throwing everybody a curveball, you know, cutting loose of Samoa Joe. I I just, uh, that's, that's 
unbelievable to me. You know, I, I, I still, I just don't, I just don't get it. You know, even, even, you know, even with, even with like Peyton Royce and Billy and Billy K, the Iconics, you know, uh, they didn't have necessarily a, a successful single run, but gosh, man, was there, I, I, I was a fan, man. I was a fan of their tag team. I was a fan of the, the entrance that they made. Just, I was a fan of the Iconics and, you know, for them to, to, to get cut, you know, it just, it just makes you wonder. And, you know, before, you know, a couple, not even before, but we're talking a couple of months ago, maybe one might've said, well, you know, they, they may show up in AEW or something like that. That's not necessarily the case, you know, uh, there, there, there's some, there's some other uh, competition out there in the world. Uh, T, uh, uh, NWA, you know, uh, man, I mean, who wouldn't want to see Mickey James out there? You know, uh, I think, I think, I think, I think it, uh, I think it definitely is going to, going to be an interesting couple of months. I'm not sure when everybody can go, uh, go somewhere. I'm sure they all have to sit, think, sit on that 90 day pause. Yeah, they got a 90 yeah, day. Yeah, mid July. But once that, Which... once that goes going to be a haven for free agents. And I totally disagree with that. They're independent contractors, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. And you're not using them. If you're going to cut them loose, then let them you go and live in somewhere yeah. else, you know. Right, right. Yeah, it uh it it was very it was very surprising, but you know, of course the 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 number one guy on that list that that just I I still can't believe it. Samoa Joe. I still I just can't believe that they cut him. Yeah, the thing that was really shocking to me about Samoa Joe is, you know, of course he had he got he's he got injured, so he's been out for a long time, but he showed himself to be multidimensional. Hey, I I can not only wrestle, but I can also work commentary. I mean, he worked WrestleMania standing up, you know, just a couple days before, so he showed that he could, you know, he's a multi-talented uh, person. Uh, during his WWE run, his NXT run was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Two-time NXT champ. Uh, then, of course, he got moved to the main roster. He did have a lot of injuries, kind of snake bit. Only he really had one, you know, one or two big rivalries. You know, he had his rivalry with AJ Styles where they fought for the, uh, for the WWE Championship. And then also he headlined the pay-per-view of Great Balls of Fire with, uh, with Brock Lesnar. But I think about, I mean, like so many missed opportunities with Joe. I mean, think about John Cena, the storyline you could have built having him and John Cena. John Cena was still wrestling when Joe came on. They could have played off that storyline. Hey, we've been friends since, you know, we started in the business together. Then, you know, Cena, you turned your back on me. You know, I mean, there's so many angles they could have gone there. And I just see so many missed opportunities. And from what I've heard from our sources in the WWE, they're saying, well, Joe wanted to wrestle. That, that was one of the reasons. He didn't want to continue commentary. He wanted to wrestle. But, I, I mean, it's just a very talented person you can use in so many capacities. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of huge opportunities. I, I don't want to see him go back to Impact Wrestling. It's like, hey, he's been there, done that. I would love to see him show up at AEW. Or I would love to see him show up at the NWA. I think that could be a complete game changer if you got Joe showing up and he's got a background, him and all this, all their times in TNA battling it out. Uh, Mickey James. Can you imagine Mickey James? You know, you put her on the AEW roster, you got her with Britt Baker, you know, and you take her to the NWA, you got her with Thunder Rosa or Camille, some of the matches that she could put together there. Uh, I mean, I, I, I get why they move some of these. I mean, you know, especially the ones that are over 40 and things like that. Hey, they're going to bring in some younger talent, but, I mean, just so much missed opportunity, so much money that could have been made. And you can tell by the internet outlash from people just upset that they let Joe go. 
and uh, I enjoyed him on commentary. I mean, he compared to the commentary, I know we're going to talk about WWE changing commentary, but I, I mean, he brought legitimacy because he would talk from the wrestler's perspective. Like when we were doing the MSW show, we were joined by the living, le- living legend, the greatest manager of all time, who could give us all this insight while we're at the broadcast table. That was the kind of thing Samoa Joe could bring. Yeah, some of these I wasn't too surprised. I mean, Wesley Blake, understandable. Mojo Riley, understandable. Kalisto, understandable. Tucker, Tucker though, is one of the most overlooked guys on the roster. He's a legit collegiate wrestler, but he was used as a joke. And so I would love to see him go somewhere and actually use him correctly. Chelsea Green is a bit of a shocker. The Iconics, you know, Stephen E., as you mentioned, hell of a tag team. And, you know, they had fans worldwide. Uh, but Mickey James and Bo Dallas and Samoa Joe was the biggest shockers to me. Mickey James, you know, she immediately adds so much to the women's roster. And I would love to see her. I, I have a feeling we'll see her in the NWA. Like you said, great matches with Thunder Rosa, uh, Camille. I heard she's got some connections on that NWA roster. So that would be a great addition. Bo Dallas, though, it was just uh, right after WrestleMania, the the rumor was – hey, that was Bo Dallas, and it wasn't uh, Bray Wyatt. And, you know, they were comparing, like, tattoos and side-by-sides, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is a way to get him back, you know, as an active wrestler. Cut him days later. I'm like, well, that's yeah. a surprising. Uh, so, you know, oh, the surprising one of all. You know, and, and Bo Dallas, man, you talk about somebody that, that was just <sighs> – underutilized you know just not put in the right program i mean you know i mean obviously he could go uh, if you looked at if you looked at his his you know his run as nxt champion i mean he was he was you know he was on top down there and then then he just fell flat almost from the moment that he got there and 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 it wasn't for lack of effort you know i think that i think that he was pushed to a certain degree but I, I, man, I, I just don't, I just don't, I don't know what happened with, uh, with, with Bo Dallas. I love that. I love that Bo leave, you know, I love the Bo leave gimmick that they had and, you know, was it something that was going to, going to last forever? No, but you know, I, I think it had, you know, I think it had some time and, and uh, man, I just, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I could think of five other guys that, that should have been cut before, you know, before him at, at the very least him. Yeah. It, you know, Joe, yeah, he's injury prone, but so is Jimmy Uso and a lot of other guys. He brought so much to the commentary, as McBee said. I mean, you guys know that's not an easy job. No, that's pretty difficult. I, I have enjoyed doing it for MSW the past couple of times, but it's really, you know, kind of difficult at times. And he he brought that wrestler's knowledge that, you know, that is lacking these days. But mm-hmm. anyway, he's the big surprise to me, and uh, he'll definitely be a good get for somebody. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think there's going to be huge time, huge opportunity for Joe in multiple organizations. I think Mickey James, she's going to be able to make an immediate impact in whatever organization that she goes to. I just, I think you know, part of Joe's Joe's thing, you know, when he was signed by the WWE, he was like I think 36, 37. I might be a year or so off. I'm sure our fans will let us know. Well, the first two years he wasn't injury prone. He was a workhorse in NXT. But this is one of the things when you have someone go into that developmental territory, like they were calling it, 
you know, basically they wasted two years before they brought him up to the main roster. Why not bring him to the main roster just like you did AJ Styles? They brought AJ Styles straight to the main roster and he was making an impact immediately. Joe could have had that impact, but because they had to, let's, you know, try to repackage him. Let's put him through NXT. Let's run him through that. And he had a great run, but that was two years of missed opportunity where you still had a John Cena on the roster. You could have had that rivalry. You had Brock Lesnar who was trying to find good opponents and just complete misuse. And I think by, you know, when you got a good wrestler that comes off the independence or from another organization that always, well, we can't have them come to the main roster except for like an AJ Styles or, you know, a few others. I, I think they waste a lot of time. And it just seems like the guys that come up from NXT, you know, Sumo, we were talking about this the other day. How many of them have just been misused as soon as they get under the tutelage of uh, Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon? You know, think of what could be between Samoa Joe and the head of the table, Roman Reigns. You know, oh, man. even work that Samoan angle there. Two mm-hmm. two big hosses going at it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they never – yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy, you know, but – you know, who, who, who knows what's going on up there? I mean, I, like we were talking about earlier, you know, uh, uh, the, the drop-off for the, the, the WrestleMania or the Raw after WrestleMania has been pretty big. You know, I, I saw some numbers today that were pretty staggering. And, and, you know, obviously they have got to realize that they need to step it up in the, the booking department and catch everybody's attention, you know, uh, I, are they are they so afraid of losing sponsors and stuff like that that they can't get a little bit more edgy? Because, you know, and I don't even know if that's going to fix it. You know, I don't know if getting edgy is going to fix it. You know, when when the Attitude Era came along and they were they were being edgy, it was just a different time period. You know, I don't know if uh, I don't know if it would mean, you know, as much now if you know if you had uh, you know a sable out there with you know palm prints over her chest and you know, uh, any of that kind of stuff. I just don't know if it would draw like, like it did in the 90s. You know, used to, after WrestleMania, you looked forward to Raw. The mm-hmm. past couple of years after WrestleMania, you looked forward to who's getting released this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost a year to the day last year was the, mm-hmm. the big release thing, too. That anyway, lots crazy. of changes. We mentioned the announce team. Adnan Verk, now the lead commentator on Monday Night Raw. And Pat McAfee, now the lead play-by-play, the color guy on SmackDown. Um, my opinion, see what you guys think. Not really impressed, but with Adnan, I know he's a big name on ESPN, you know, talking, talking baseball and some other things, but Pat McAfee, if you, if you didn't watch SmackDown the other night, I thought he did tremendous. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've been a fan of Pat McAfee since his days of, of kicking in Indianapolis, you know, uh, that guy, that guy is just super talented. You know, in fact, I, I, I was a little disappointed and kind of, kind of nervous when they started doing cuts because he really wasn't uh he really wasn't around as much as you know as i would like to have seen him after i think was it a war games or something like that he kind of disappeared after that so I, I i didn't know if you know if there was some type of internal heat and or you know whatever i'm just glad to see that he's back because man i think that kid right there is i think he's gold man he is he's great uh they've compared him to already on on commentary to jesse ventura and roddy popper yeah, and yeah. he's just so quick-witted and, mm-hmm. and good. And he's he's trying to get a little rise out of Michael Cole. And uh, they got good chemistry together. You know, they've only yeah. done one show, but they already got good chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I'm, I'm kind of excited to to see Corey Graves back on, on Raw. I know you got I, – I don't, I don't know. Well, I think Corey Graves is probably the best 
color guy I, out. I do too, man. And he catches so much flack from, you know, from the, the, the IWC uh, that, that, you know, it just, it, you know, I start to question like, man, it, it, am I just out of touch with what people want? Because I tend to like this kid and, you know, I just think he's, I think he's over, you know, he, he just, you know, you know, you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of like, you know, kind of like a Sammy Guevara. You know, he just has that face that you want to punch, you know, like when he looks at the camera, uh, he just he just looks smug with his hair, you know, three inches above his, you know, he's got the the that that haircut that you just want to you just want to grab him by their neck and wring them out. You know, uh, hey, I, I, Corey I, Graves, thumbs up, Byron Saxton. Thumbs down. I mean, I mean, serious, you're going to keep Byron Saxton and get rid of Samoa Joe. I would have loved to have seen them cut Byron Saxton. Keep Samoa Joe. I think that would have been a really good crew that they could have done there. But, hey, I like McAfee. I thought it was a great debut on SmackDown. I think he's going to be good. The Raw announced team, except for Graves, I think is atrocious. This is probably, you know, going back, thinking back to Raw announced teams. I don't think I've heard Mike it like this since. Yeah, Mike Adamley. And I, what is the fascination with them? Guys, the guys they think. This you new know, guy's bad, but he can't be nearly as bad as Adamley, right? <laughs> what what's crazy is like i really like mike adamley like i liked you know i'm still actually right now i'm re-watching a lot of the old american gladiators i'm on like season two and he's good in that format and then even when they rebooted the xfl and he was one of the lead announcers he was one of the only things that kind of stood out as being decent on that yeah. but i mean yeah his run has to be one of the worst and i actually was looking up adamley i think he's got a lot of health issues he might have yeah. uh like dementia or something like that now he's oh, not no. doing good so uh yeah. you know but i mean great guy liked him is everything except for wrestling he was totally out of place who could who could ever forget the uh the jeff harvey budge yeah <laughs> 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 tonight's main event jeff harvey oh, I mean, boy. yeah so well i i really enjoyed maro ranallo and uh i would mm-hmm. i wish you know i know he he has a lot of personal issues he deals with as well i, I would love to see him back um Gus Johnson would be somebody good if they want to get a sports broadcaster or a commentator. You know, he's done some MMA and he does a lot of good college basketball and football stuff too. He'd be a good get. But I, I, I'm like you, just because they're somewhat known for sports, it may not be the right sport. I mean, there's a big difference between a baseball game and a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody remembers that spat a couple of years ago with Stephen Smith and Joe Rogan. You know. Uh, uh, you sure you might be able to call games, you know, with a prompter running, but you know, I don't know, you know, uh, if, if you don't really know the product or, or whatever, and I'm not saying that those guys don't know the product, but you know, it's hard to spar with somebody that, that, you know, that, that lives and breathes this and has lived and breathed it for so many years. And that's one cool thing about just, McAfee. He's, he's got mm-hmm. not only has the sports broadcasting side, but he's been trained. Rip Rogers trained. Yeah. I mean, he's been in the yeah, ring several yeah. times. He's headlined a NXT pay-per-view. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, you know, McAfee, the, the rise of Pat McAfee has been coming for a long time, guys, a long time. You know, that guy has just got so much, he, he's just, he's just got charisma. He's got the it factor, you know, um, a lot of, you'll always, you'll always hear guys talk about like, I don't know what it is, but he's got it, you know, and Pat McAfee does, man. He's got, He's got something that 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 does one of two things: makes you want to tune in every Tuesday night and watch him, or every Friday night now and watch him, or you know, uh, or, or whether you want to watch him to 
be entertained by him or whether you want to watch or so because you want to watch somebody beat the crap out of that guy. I mean, he, he just has it. You know? The thing I mean, with McAfee, a, he has a uh, kind of a reputation of butting heads. Uh, I, I don't think he's uh, hard to get along with. I'm not saying that at all. But he doesn't put up with crap is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. So it'll be interesting if him and Vince clash a few times to see. You know, he's, yeah. no, he's no stranger telling people to, you know, F off. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you know, the one thing that McAfee is 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 McAfee has been a huge, a huge pro wrestling fan. So you know, I'm sure if he headbutts with Vince, he's gonna feel like it's headbutting with his dad or something. You know, he's just gonna be real reserved. I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna see, but you know, I mean, you know, you don't ever hear about anybody clashing with Vince hardly. You know, and and if you do, you don't hear about it for obvious reasons. You know, but uh, no, I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the rise of Pat McAfee. I think that. Uh, I think that that you know, like I don't want to take I don't want to take somebody's coin phrase already, but man, I really think that guy's the next big thing. You know, listen to him; he's a wordsmith, man. Everything he says is delivered so well. Yeah. Now speaking of people that's clashed with with Vince, uh, Jericho on Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Ooh. Skull Sessions. Man, wasn't that good? <laughs> he was no. Uh, he wasn't afraid to clash with Vince. They had a special type of relationship i guess you could say and i obviously still do or vince would not have allowed that and i think tony khan needs to thank vince for allowing that to happen because they had more to gain from that than wwe did yeah 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 that's for sure well i i I, you know i think that uh i think that that they definitely stirred the pot you know that this is enough to get get people talking because that's that's what everybody's doing is they're talking about you know chris jericho on on uh on peacock uh, I, I just thought, you know, I, was it maybe an olive branch that was being extended? You know, who knows? You know, I, I, I heard that WWE was open for business, so you'll never, you'll never know, I guess, and until we see, you know, something else happen. But this was definitely a, uh, a good icebreaker. Well, I, I still can't believe Chris Jericho on, on, you know, Peacock, WWE, you know, saying AEW, talking about AEW stars. I mean, I had to watch it a couple times, and it was almost like, "Is this actually real?" You yeah, know, show, show a picture of him with a belt. Yeah, it was hard to believe that that happened, but I think I think there's always been a respect between Jericho and Vince. I think Vince, those guys that helped him win the Monday Night War, I think they always have a special place with Vince. And you know, I think he wanted to still compete at a high level. Vince was ready to kind of slow him down a little bit, and. You know, I, I I think I think anyone else isn't going to get on there. John Moxley, he's not getting on there. But Chris Jericho, you know, I, I I'm still amazed that it happened. I thought it was a great interview. I loved. You know, there wasn't really anything super new that stood out. You know, a lot of it. If you follow Jericho, you knew most of the stuff. It was just really neat hearing him go in depth about his AEW stuff on WWE uh, TV. But overall, man, I thought that was one of the best Broken Skull uh interviews that we've seen so yeah. far and there's been some good ones some some of the takeaways I, I i got from that was one vince did approve it uh and he he wouldn't do that for just anybody so it goes to show you they, they still have a special relationship even though they have clashed a few times uh jericho mentioned the aew and wwe are not competition and i agree with that i think they're an alternative i don't think they're competition i mean wwe like them or not i know they got a bad rap with the iwc like you mentioned earlier but they're the pinnacle, no pun intended, to AEW, but they really are. That was so smart. That yeah. was so smart how he presented that too. I mean, he didn't 
he could have went in and said something smart. I look like, yeah, we're like TNA used to do. We're going to take WWE down. He didn't. And because he's got a smart mind, he knows, hey, they have three different brands running. We got one. There's a big difference between them. The brand that we were trying to compete with was their third brand. Four, so, if you count NXT UK. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I thought that was just, that, that was pretty classy of Jericho, how he answered that. Not to mention yeah. 205 Live. And I think there's going to be a, maybe a NXT Japan or something like that coming. But, uh, and he also mentioned that it was McMahon's idea to have him interrupt The Rock on his debut. Now, gotcha. when I was watching that, I got chills when they re- when they replayed that. That was so, that was probably that's arguably the greatest debut of a star from one wrestling company to another one ever. Well, guys, there's a there's a couple of every now and then I'll just get on the Facebook or on YouTube or something, and I'll just you know type that in because I like to hear the loud pops, you know, because even to this day, hearing that pop that that Jericho got will give me goosebumps. Just like you said, there's a handful of them. That one. Um, when Dolph Ziggler won his first, uh, first, uh, world heavyweight championship, that was another one. Um, you know, I, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, Hogan versus rocket WrestleMania. That's another one that, that, you know, that gets me, but man, I tell you what, whenever they started talking about his, his, you know, his, uh, his journey to the WWE after, after W WCW, man, I just, I was all, I just, you know, I was focused. I was watching that because that was so interesting to me, especially, you know, getting there and knowing that, 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 wow, you know, Vince gave you the nod to go. Not, I mean, you know, think about that, you know, you're coming up from WCW and, and you know, you, at, at, at very best, he was, he was upper, upper mid card at very best. You know, we, we knew, we knew what he was capable of because, you know, I mean, obviously he, what he's become, but, you know, at the time, arguably he was uh, upper mid card at best. And, you know, to get launched into, into a, a program right off the bat with the rock, man, oh man, is that like, imagine the pressure that you would, you would have to just feel just to deal with that, that, you know, few, few hours leading up to, you know, up to breaking curtain, like, man, what are you going to say? How are you, how's it going to go? And man, it just, it was so perfect. Uh, you know, I think he said it best, you know, looking back on it, there's things that he would change now, but at the time it, it just you know, it just, it, it, everything was, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, that was arguably one of my favorite promos of all time. Oh, that, that was, I totally agree that one of the greatest debuts of all time. And, and I remember watching that night. I mean, I was all in on the Monday night wars and I love Chris Jericho and WCW. I love the things he did. 98, his run in 98 was awesome. It could have been so much better Then they just killed him. They didn't use him, And he pretty much did nothing for about six months. And, you know, seeing him come out there and knowing, hey, he's going to have an opportunity. And if you look at the Monday Night War, the ratings, they were still close through the spring of 99. WWF had jumped ahead. They were winning, but they were still pretty close. After this night in September, it was never close again. They started doubling the uh, WCW every night. And a lot of the fans in WCW that liked Jericho were tuning over and watching him. And even though he was put in a God awful, you know, his debut was great. But then the next few weeks after that, they got him feud with China. It was, I thought it was a terrible feud. And, you know, six months later he was ready to leave. And then he got the opportunity. I, I loved hearing the story about, Hey, you know, he got a chance to win the belt, even though he lost it that same night. But I, I mean, 
I, that that debut. If you ever listen to like what he said in that promo when he was talking about WWF struggling on ratings, they're struggling on you know all the things. It's so funny because that you could say that's the WWE today. The all the issues he talked about in that promo that was the WWE today, and I one of the best debuts at all. And with the Raw, I mean. He still had the crowd chanting him, but there, there's a part right at the end. It, it might have been like at the eight or nine minute mark of that debut where The Rock, I think he tells him to stick it straight up, you know, his candy ass. And Jericho, you know, they show his face and he's trying to look upset, but he cracks a little bit of a smile. You could tell he was absolutely loving it because he knew that was his moment and he knew the game had just changed. Yeah. Speaking of the, uh, you know, WCW dropped the ball with the thing between him and Goldberg. Oh, Jericho knew him over Goldberg. He was cool with that. He said, hey, I'm good. Let's make it, you know, the greatest jobber match in history. Yep, the greatest watch match ever. And it would have been gold. Everything he does is gold, but he's so creative. And, you know, we talked about Samoa Joe earlier. Jericho is awesome on commentary, too. Um, when his wrestling days, in-ring days are over, he needs to be in the back. He needs to be over creative. He needs to be doing something because he's too smart to just, you know, not be used. And I really think we'll see him back in the WWE someday. Yeah, yeah, you know, you you never know. I mean, you know, think about think about that young. It, what was it? Was it? In, you said it was August, September of '99. You you know, just imagine, imagine, you know, sitting there with your back turned, and then you see that graphic that go, goes across Jericho, uh, and everybody just goes ape shit. And 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 you know, do you guys remember what the first thing he said was? Welcome to Raw is Jericho. I and he turned around and he just had that big shitty and grin. Man, that it, it gives me chill bumps just thinking about it right now, guys. I mean, I, that 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 was, you know, for me, that was that was that was it, you know. Uh and for being a fan watching that, man, I just I didn't felt like I didn't feel like it got any better than that. Some people got it, he's got it. Think of all the, you know, he's just evolved, constantly changing uh, no matter what he does, you know, he was Lion, Lionheart, uh, Y2J, Painmaker, um, the list, and um, the stuff he's doing at AEW right now. I mean, he's constantly changing. He's constantly making it work. Well, he had the best in the world, too. I mean, he was actually best in the world before CM Punk. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I mean, so that he's would, not, that would, not that afraid would to try anything. That would put him before Shane McMahon then? Yeah, are, are we already on the third incarnation of the best in the world? <laughs> Shane McMahon. Hey, yeah, yeah. A little uh, off topic here, but MLW just signed a new TV deal with Vice TV, so there's no debut date coming this spring. So if you guys haven't checked out MLW, uh, give them a chance. So that's it's really good stuff. Of course, Court Bauer yeah. used to work for WWE. Some of the people we know and uh, have talked to. Uh, has you know debuted on on the show and had a couple matches on the show and Moonshine Mantel's wrestled on there and some other guys so uh, good stuff so so check them out when yeah, and you know fun. what makes that deal so great is is they have been building an audience for the last two years you know uh, with uh, Dark Side of the Ring you know I mean yep. you, you you know I can imagine at every commercial break you're going to see w at least one MLW you know uh, commercial that, that is telling you to tune in. And uh, and if that's what they're doing, they're they're doing it smart, man. I, I wish they would either put it on before or after Dark Side mm -hmm. of the Ring. That yeah. way, they, they get you hooked. You know, mm -hmm. fans of Dark, you watch Dark Side of the Ring, you're already hooked. You're already on the channel. 
stick around and watch some MLW. You probably yeah. want to stick around and watch it. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been been actually reliving some of the uh, the dark side, and I I think are they is it dark side of the ring confidential? I I, I can't remember what they call it, but yeah. you know it's just a, a it's kind of a redo of what they've already done, but they 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 throw in some you know some producers and directors and stuff like that, and of course. What's that one guy? Oh gosh, I can't remember his name. He's in. He's on every podcast. Uh, you know, shout Conrad. out to Conrad Thompson. You know, hey, hey, it's Conrad. Uh, all that good stuff. But yeah, no, uh, uh, it, it's pretty good, man. It, it, it's not bad. So, like you said, Sumo, it, it makes sense to roll it right into a, you know, a, a one-hour program or something like that with them. I, I, I hope that they don't try to showcase a two-hour time slot because, yeah. You know, I, I just, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know if I can, can do, you know, 16 hours a week pro wrestling. I think an hour is plenty. I really yeah. do. At least oh, yeah. want more. So you're going to tune in mm-hmm. next week. That's one thing I like about yeah. NWA. I mean, we mentioned, we're talking off the air, Raw is three hours long. That's three mm-hmm. hours every week of just Raw. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, when I was a kid growing up, man, and, and, you know, in the '80s and stuff. You know, you, you you were you were lucky. I guess if you had cable, then you could catch prime time. But you know, Saturday and Sunday, I think, were the two days. Like Saturday, you got uh, you got wrestling superstars in the morning, and then you know you had uh, uh, WWF Challenge. I think that's what it was called, Challenge in the in the uh, evening Saturday or Sunday evening. You know, it seems like you know every day of the week you've got a two-hour program on. You know, I mean, well, we've got wrestling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, Thursday. If you, yeah. if you watch Impact, I don't. But yeah, yeah, people do. It's crazy, crazy. But you know, uh, R.W. Hardy watches Impact. <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm I'm I saw R.W. is moving out of Springfield, man. That's too bad. I'm not going to be able to sit down and pick his brain anytime. Well, soon. you know, we met, you mentioned Conrad earlier. He has seven podcasts now. Gosh, is he up to seven? He, his latest is Kurt Angle, and the new one with Jeff Jarrett is coming out. That's seven podcasts, and we're talking about MLW with a new show. You got MLW, NWA, ROH, uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Uh, there's something almost every, you know. So my thought, you know, I kind of asked you off the air, is, is, is wrestling oversaturated right now? Yeah, I, I do. I do think so, man. I... I you know, don't get me wrong. When I was a kid, man, and I, I, I could have probably worked 12 hours a day times seven days or whatever. But, you know, I, I think with the current, you know, with the current product, man, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I don't know if we'll ever get back to, to where I feel like we can have it six days, seven days a week. Because because what, what are we at? You know, we what five, six days a week. It seems like we've got something, you know, hours, hours of something. Um, I just, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe MLW will bring something to the, to the, the table that's a little bit different that, that might, you know, might catch our attention, may, uh, may catch some steam with the, the IWC, but you know, it, 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 years ago you had, you know, you went out there and worked and, you know, you tried to get over in front of the crowd. Now you got to get over in the internet community and that, that can sometimes be tough. Hey, I think it's a great business move for MLW. Great opportunity tying it in with dark side of the ring. Fantastic move. Yeah, wrestling right now is oversaturated, but I think what ultimately is going to end up happening in a couple of years is I think we're going to see some consolidation. Even what we're seeing right now, you're seeing companies work together 
Mm-hmm. And I, you know, similar to a lot what's going on in the business world, you got a lot of business worlds consolidating right now. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see some of these organizations maybe combining in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, there probably ought to be a little crossover. That's how the NWA was back in the day. Of course, it's its own standalone promotion now, but at the time, it was actually a governing body over multiple territories, and so there was a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, when I was a kid, man, I could watch wrestling twenty four seven. And now it's like, kind of watch what you wish for because it might. Yeah, well, you 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 think, you think uh, thank whoever invented DVRs for inventing the DVR. You know, like. Well, speaking of uh, oversaturated, Ryback had an interesting mm-hmm. poll on Twitter the other day. He said, "What promotion would you like to see me return in in twenty twenty one? EW, NXT, Impact, or retire?" AEW got 15% of the vote, NXT got 8, Impact got 6, and 71% of the people said he should retire. So that kind of backfired on... Yeah, that's that's one way to put it, backfire. Ooh, man. I I would say that it's safe to to assume that uh, that Ryback has wore out his welcome in the the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, huge, huge backfire on that. I thought it was hilarious. He was at like 40% retire, but then word started to spread. People were sharing it, and then it ended up shooting to 71%. So, I think there's two days. Yeah, Ryback right is – yeah, I'm pretty sure Ryback's, Ryback's gone. Who wants Ryback right now anyways? I mean, just think with all the talent that's out there, I don't think he'd be there, – there's not a roster. I'm like, oh, Ryback would be a great fit there. I think he missed his time. I think he's burning a lot of bridges too. I, I – you know, I – he – you know, when you look at when you look at him from from a distance, you know, and when I say from a distance, I'm talking about from TV. If you just look at him, he looks like he looks like everything. If you could create a wrestler, that's what you would create. You know, I mean, just his look, just everything stops as soon as he opens his mouth. You know, I just it, I, 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 I couldn't stand his promos. You know, I couldn't stand, you know, I, you know, I know I, I, I you know, that damn lisp. You know, that damn list just got me, you know, when, when he would talk, it just bothered me, I guess. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I don't know if I've spent more than five minutes thinking about him since he's been gone, you know, he's, he's, he's just irrelevant to me, you know, uh, um, you know, when, whenever I saw you post something about the, uh, uh, the, the poll, I kind of giggled about it because apparently 71% of, uh, of the people out there are on the same boat that I am. I just, I really don't care to care to see him out there you know um he just wasn't entertaining for me well he's one i think that would benefit from having like a Stephen e having a manager Mm -hmm. you know i think that he's a guy that the lack of them not using a manager in the wwe that's where it hurts and when you got a person who might not be real good on the mic well you put him with a manager who can just talk like crazy i think he would have been really good with a manager but he's burnt too many bridges and i think Mm -hmm. his time has passed I mean, it, it's funny that you say that because, you know, you know, you're right. If you took him and you repackaged him and, and take off that, you know, that tie dye singlet or that airbrush singlet that he would wear, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I was a fan of RVD wearing that. And there's been a couple of guys that have come, you no, know, uh, it doesn't fit him though. No, it doesn't. It's like something you get at a county fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. You know, I, I, I could see, I could see that guy just being a complete monster in, in a pair of black trunks and, you know, a pair of black boots. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that would, that would overhaul his character. And like you said, you know, loose cannon, put somebody like, 
you know, Paul Heyman, you know, uh, you know, shit, Maria Canellas for that, you know, matter. Put some Beauty and the Beast, I don't know. Uh, uh, just do something. But, you know, I don't know if it, if he was just so hard to get along with backstage because, you know, he didn't have a, he didn't have a, uh, the best, re rest, the re best rep reputation, you know, uh, in the locker room. Um, you know, I, I think he, he may have felt entitled when, when, you know, uh, uh, he hadn't earned, quite earned his, his stripes yet or whatever. I, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know. It makes you wonder if, you know, it was back in the nineties, if, if somebody wouldn't have tamed him down and cooled him off a little bit, you know, in the locker room that is, cause I don't know. He was just kind of, he just kind of loud, I guess. I don't, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't like him. I just never, I never was a fan of him. Well, I, I think he pissed off a lot of people and he really pissed off the wrong people. And the guys he pissed off are ones that if you piss him off, you don't see that person ever again. And, you know, I think he had the reputation for, you know, putting his opponent in danger. You know, the, the stuff that he did with CM Punk, who's very well respected. And, uh, you know, he was just, he was just dangerous overall, but he could have been a talent. He just needed someone to control him. And, uh, but he definitely had the look, but unfortunately that's all he had to me was the look. Mm -hmm. Well, before we, uh, wrap this one up, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, <laughs> Jake Paul defeated Ben Askren by TKO in one minute, 59 seconds of round one. Well, you, you can, you, they, you know, I don't care how the record books show that he didn't get TK. He got knocked. He got, he was Man, you know the, the 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 big the big gossip around uh, around the the forums are that that uh, Ben Askren threw the fight. You know, it's like no way, no way did Ben Askren throw no, that he, fight. He didn't throw it. He didn't take a dive. He took a paycheck though. I mean, he, he yes, was happy he did. He got paid. I, I I read something. You know, that one was his take. Like that's that's crazy. That's probably. You know, two three times more than he ever made for any of his high, his high level fight or you know his high profile fights in in the UFC. In fact, I seen a I seen a, a meme together because I think Jake took home seven hundred fifty, and he took home five hundred thousand, and they were comparing it to to some of the UFC guys. And it's like Dana, step up, you know. It's like well, you know, and, and they've sold over a million pay per view buys too, so they get a chunk of that change. Yeah, can you believe? I man, I, I I don't know, guys. I don't know. I I you know they're they're really they really seem to be pushing, you know, uh, uh, you know these Jake Paul bouts as the future of of boxing. And if this is the future of boxing, guys, I want no part of it. I, I I don't like this concert stuff that they're doing. I mean, for God's sakes, we literally sat through Justin Bieber for three songs. I mean, before the main event, you know, it's like. I, you know, like I get it, you know, typically in the past, you know, they would have some commentator at ringside that would, you know, Hey, we're here with Justin Bieber, you know, Justin, you having a good time, whatever, you know, and go from there. But now it's like, we're showcasing these guys and we're giving them, you know, uh, uh, seven, eight minutes and literally, you know, I, what, what was it? What did the fight cost? Was it 69 bucks? Something like that. I, I would be, I would be pissed if I had to, you know, if I had to, uh, to endure, you know, uh, basically three little concerts or four little concerts during that, that whole, uh, whole thing. But I, I, I tell you what, I'm surprised that, you know, that, that, that the memes haven't started popping out from Jake Paul, uh, getting stretched and, and doing his stretches in the locker room. Well, he, <laughs> if he actually did an MMA fight, he'd get stretched. <clears throat> oh, he'd get starched. Um, now I know, uh, you know, McGregor, Mox Mayweather didn't go out well. 
Uh, Askren boxed Jake Paul. Didn't go out too well. And we knew that. Ben Askren is not a striker. He's not a no. boxer. He's not even an MMA guy. He's just a, a wrestler. A high-level wrestler. That's right. Yeah. You took him. You took that away from him and expect him to box. It yeah. wasn't going to happen. No, but you know you, you got to give you got to give some credit to Jake Paul though too because you know whether you know whether whether it, you know look people might not like his style people not might not like him but I tell you what he he he's probably selling more fights in boxing than anybody has in the last you know fifteen twenty years you know look, um, look what happened to some boxers that did go into MMA Kimbo Slice oh, beat yeah. up uh, Ray Mercer yeah and oh, uh, yeah. Randy Couture stomped James Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Holly Holmes is a she's a she used to be a boxer. She's great at MMA. But yeah. the oh, thing yeah. is, you take somebody out of their element and put them in something they're not used to. It's yeah. you know, he should call someone else out besides somebody that doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, I I saw a little spat between him and and Daniel Cormier today. You know, uh, and, and basically that's what Daniel Cormier is saying. He's like. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna start calling these MMA guys out, let's let's see you go. Let's see you take on somebody like Luke Rockhold. You know, somebody that that you know that has some striking. Yeah, yeah, Masvidal. Well, you know, him and Masvidal won't fight. You know, they're kind of boys. Masvidal uh, helped him uh, train for for Ben Askren. <laughs> well, I think I think he f- boxed at 190 the other night, which you know, and MMA yeah. that'd be a light heavyweight. So yeah, call yeah. out Jan Blahovic or Glover oh, Teixeira. Man. Or John Jones, yeah. see how that works out. Yeah, yeah. No, you you know you know it it, it it's promoting one on one, man. You know you're not gonna put you you know you're promoting Jake Paul. You're not gonna put him in there with somebody. You know I I you know I'm not I don't want to say I don't want to say that 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 you know that Dana dropped the ball with CM Punk, but Dana dropped the ball with CM Punk. You know when CM Punk transitioned over to MMA, you know with some some crazy amount of buy rates that that he brought over to 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 ufc you know um but you know they threw him in there with you know shoot who was his first uh mickey gall mickey gall you know? which and, turned out to be not so bad you know no no he turned out to be really good you know uh uh and just just you know big brother you know cm punk uh and and you know of course then they they took him and they put him up against uh i think it was michael jackson was the second fight and you know, Michael Jackson ended up. I, I I can't remember if he if it was stoppage or if he won by decision, but I think he stopped CM Punk. Uh, it just you know like I I don't want to say build him up, but you know like you know pat him a little bit maybe and and give give you know give people a reason to want to tune in to to watch him get beat or to watch him win type thing. Um, you know, and that that's one thing I think that Jake Paul's doing doing right, man. Uh, that guy that guy is. Bring more attention to boxing. Well, this is the most attention boxing has really received since, you know, since McGregor, you know, uh, uh, Mayweather, you know, so who, who knows? Uh, I think, I think it'll be interesting to see his brother, you know, his brother was talking about doing an exhibition against uh, Mayweather. So it will be interesting to see that because, you know, at the end of the day, man, like you said, Sumo, uh, you know, you can put them up against all these guys that, that, you know, that, that don't matter, but, you know, you're talking about going up against, you know, arguably pound for pound the greatest boxer in the 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 history of boxing. Um, he's not gonna. He's. I, I'd say if Logan Paul makes it out of the third round, he'll be lucky. And the only reason why he's making it out of the third round is because uh, because McGregor's trying to put on a show. You know, 
I, I, I just, but again, you know, to go back, I, I, I think that, that Jake Paul is doing it right. He's, he's building himself up, you know, and people are going to tune in for one of two reasons. They're going to tune in to watch him win, or they're going to tune in to watch him get his ass beat. And uh, that, that, I think, I think he's doing a good thing. Well, he's definitely selling more pay-per-views, like you said, than it's been sold in years. I mean, boxing, you know, since probably, what, the early 2000s, kind of been a dying sport. I mean, of course, you'd have Mayweather with his big fights. But besides that, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot. The UFC has really taken over when it's come to combat sports. But, you know, he's he's playing into the social media aspect, using all the tools to sell these fights. That was an atrocious card as a sports fan absolutely a joke of a card but people are still talking about it and people are watching it because you know i I mean his management group they know what they're doing they picked ben askren hey he's got a pretty good win-loss record but everyone knows he's got a chin like glass and he can't he can't punch at all so i mean you know that was perfect i mean for him i can see them continuing to cherry pick guys like that and they're, they're not going to put him in with anyone dangerous at this time. I mean, I think they keep building. They keep the train going because once he loses once, the aura is gone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's he is – I mean, he's doing a good job, but he's not a legit – you know, he's not one of the best fighters in the world. If you put him with a, an average boxer who's been fighting for a long time, I guarantee he'd probably lose. Yeah. But, you know, he can cherry-pick his opponents, get through. Yeah. He, he can play this game. He's got UFC fans pissed off at him. Oh, man. He's got pro wrestling fans pissed yeah. off. All he's doing is making money. You know, Mayweather mm-hmm. did the same thing. He's following that same approach, just doesn't have near the talent that Mayweather has. Well, excellent yeah. marketing by Jake Paul, mm-hmm. given that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, who in pro wrestling would you guys like to see Jake Paul box? Shoot, if Bart Gunn, if Bart Gunn could get down to 190, I would have, well, I'd like to see, I would have liked to have seen Bart Gunn in, in 1998, you know, uh, 97, 98. I'll throw Elijah uh, Burke's name out there. You know, we, we yeah. interviewed him a few weeks ago before wrestling. He was quite the boxer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, you know, it, it, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but you know, but, but I could see him taking a, a, a retired wrestler and 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 trying to tap into that market and trying to become a heel in that market because you know you know ultimately ultimately what Jake is riding on is he's riding on the fact that 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 he's he's ultimately a heel you know he's yeah. ultimately a heel in in, in boxing you know because well, what he's the, doing right now is something that is lacking in pro wrestling today yeah a legit right. heel. Yeah. Like, I oh, yeah. Hate you heat hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People, people yeah. want to see him get knocked out. No, nope, absolutely. I mean, he's taking it all the way to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even but you know before before you know Jake, you had Logan and and you know those brothers, they just had they just have a way of of getting their names out there and, and staying relevant and and being relevant because. You know, those guys, you know, like you listen to some of their their little, you know, their little videos that they put out and they're actually pretty damn hilarious. You know, they're 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 well put together and they're just funny. But, you know, they're funny because I kind of I kind of get what they're doing. You know, I couldn't imagine how pissed off I would be if I was, you know, Nate Diaz or or Ben Askren or or whoever, you know, uh, who was on the other end of that Dana White. Um, you know, I, I still question whether or not, you know that $50 million offer that he says his team made McGregor was a real offer. You know, I just, I, I, 
I don't see that. Uh, I don't see that, that, you know, I don't see, I don't see McGregor turning $50 million down, especially when I think that payday for him was like $5 million or something like that, which what uh, June, is it June 17th? Are they having their, their rematch McGregor and Poirier? Is it June or July? I don't remember. It might be July. I know it's, I know it's tentatively sometime in the next couple of months. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I, I really, I, I hate to say this guys, but I really would be entertained by a McGregor Jake Paul fight. You know, um, I think that Jake Paul, you know, you know, you know, it, if he goes into this fight and he loses, what does he lose? He, he got beat up by, by McGregor. You know, everybody kind of almost expects that kind of, you know, like, like with Askren, you know, I knew he, I know, I know he can't strike. I know he's a world-class wrestler. I know that, but, but, you know, something in the back of my head was telling me like this guy, regardless of, of all his downfalls, this guy is a world-class athlete. He's a, a one FC champion, a Bellator champion. This guy's, you know, this guy's a legitimate athlete. I don't think that, that, that Jake Paul's going to be able to hang with him. And he proved me wrong. Just, yeah, I mean, it, right from the get go, you could just tell that, that Askren wasn't going to, it wasn't going to go well. He, 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 Askren looked, he didn't look like he was in shape. You know, he, he like, looked soft. He was soft. He, he was very soft, very soft. But you know, he, even though he lost, did he did he really lose? You know, taking home five hundred thousand and what did he say? He goes, "I'm going to take my five hundred thousand dollars and I'm going to go home and teach wrestling." You know, so I, I I don't know if he really lost that fight uh, because he he you know made out like a bandit. But you know, gosh, who's next? What's next? I don't know. Uh, when when you know to go back to your question earlier, Sumo, about who would I like to see? Gosh. Man, uh, in from, the from WWE pro, or yeah, from pro wrestling, in, any any promotion. Gosh, man, any promotion. I'm gonna say Big Show. <laughs> I'm trying to, you, little you know, bit. I'm trying. I'm trying. Weight to, advantage there. I'm trying to keep yeah. it. You know, like like you know, I was thinking Butcher earlier, but you know, of course, Butcher would just ragdoll him because he's so big, but. You know, the blade, you know, that, that guy looks like a tough son bitch. You know, it's like I, I wouldn't put it past him, but you know, gosh. I, I, How about you know, uh, Anthony Agogo? It just that's now on the AEW roster, former boxer. Yeah. Or yeah. Tyson. Yeah, there's some big money right there. Bring in Tyson. Oh man, I tell you what, man, and Tyson could Tyson could get down to one ninety. What it they was he one what what did him and Jones fight at? Like was it 200 205 or something i i can't remember what it was but what is it uh in boxing after 190 then it's heavyweight right i think so okay, i'm not so, i'm not that up to par on the boxing uh, yeah. weight classes yeah give him one of the klitschko brothers you know yeah <laughs> well, i don't I, know you, you know i read an article today and they were talking about you know about uh about how you know how he's going about picking his opponents and stuff like that and you know, like you said earlier, he, he's going and he's handpicking these guys. You know, of course, he he everybody everybody who's on the other end of these fights knows that it's a money fight. Knows that they're bringing. Well, the, the thing about in. Askren, you know, you can you can look at his his record, and it's a pretty impressive record. Yeah, if you didn't you know anything do. about him, but if you're a smart MMA fan or in it, you know his style of fighting yeah. is totally. It's not gonna yeah. work yeah. in a boxing match. And you know when he gets caught, he loses too. I mean, his chin. I, I mean, honestly, right now, if he's going to go after McGregor, now's the time because McGregor's chin isn't what it was no. a couple years ago. Yeah. Once you've gotten knocked out a couple times, you're not the same fighter. And 
the McGregor he'd be going against now isn't the same McGregor that was dominating a couple years ago. This would be the time to to get him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about what about man? How about this, Jake Paul versus Cesaro? You know, I, you know, I, 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 you know, Cesaro, man, that guy's a that guy's a stud athlete. You know, I mean, you can just look at him and tell he probably couldn't get down to one ninety though. I bet you Cesaro walks around at two thirty, two forty, and you know, two thirty, two forty lean. You know, uh, there's not there's not much fat on that guy and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. But Jake Paul versus <laughs> the best in the world, Shane McMahon. Oh man, Shane's got <laughs> enough money. That that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't last. That would be like you ever watch that? Uh, you ever watch that that Mexican politician that that boxed a few years ago? Uh, it, there's there's if you just go to YouTube and type in Jamie, type you know yeah if you if you go and type in Mexican uh, Mexican boxing politician, it'll pull up a fight, and it has got to be the worst dive in the history of fighting. You know, one would think that that's how it would go. You know, hey, you booked that. Here comes the money because it will. Yeah. People will tune in to see that. That that would be hilarious. <laughs> well, I'm like you, Vince. Bring back the brawl for all. Call up Bart Gun and book it. Let's get it done. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it, it makes it makes you wonder if they had a brawl for all now, which we know they wouldn't. I think that that multiple people have gone on record saying that that was one of the worst decisions ever, you know, uh, a career killer. But if they were to ever resurrect that in the WWE, who would who do you think would win? Uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. they 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 would have to for the sake of fairness they would have to you know okay yeah. let's have a tournament for second place <laughs> i think yeah. bobby i think bobby lashley yeah, yeah. lashley yeah well, and, and 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 you know that and i guess i'm 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 you know i'm i want let's exclude the guys that have so that's what know, they did back then they excluded shamrock and um yeah severed conveniently yeah. but didn't let uh, everybody else partake in it so yeah yeah uh, yeah a good question let's see i mean i feel like i feel like big e i feel like big e I, that guy looks like he just hits like a like a like a, a dump truck you know what i mean like you wouldn't what want about to be on Strowman? the other end. oh man yeah no you, you you'd have to exclude Strowman. you know anybody over 350 pounds is immediately excluded you know so we get rid of Strowman guy Brock Lesnar, you know, I, could you imagine, could you imagine like, you know, they reprise this and, and I don't know, let's just say you're, you know, Humberto Calero or whoever, you know, is that his name? What's that kid name? Uh, Angel Garza. We'll say Angel Garza. And and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this gimmick. And then you, you look and, and you see the bracket and you go, shit, I got to fight Brock Lesnar. Could you imagine? Just no, no, I, I'm done. Put my hands up. I'm done. All right, guys, I think that about wraps it up. Follow us on Facebook at The Slop Drop, on Twitter at The Slop Drop 1, wherever you get your podcast, we are there. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube. Either way, as always, thank you all for listening, and until next time, we're out of here. Here comes the money. Here we go. <laughs> Goodbye and good night.